everybody, this is Lindsay Monroe. I am walking across the country from South Carolina to hopefully San Francisco. So I hope you uh, listen in and enjoy the trip. Oh, Lindsay's got a plan to walk from sea to shining sea and meet the many people who make up this country. So turn in every week to hear her stories along the way as Lindsay walks across the USA. Where did we leave off? We left off, I think. I got my new cart. Right, it hadn't arrived yet. So I spent another day with Amy and her husband. I actually went to, it was Martin Luther King Day, yeah. So my cart was arriving on Tuesday. So Monday I went with Amy to the school that she works at, and she showed me around her very cool, like, art magnet school that, um... It's just a really diverse and awesome school where they really focus on, you know, arts and everything. So it was really nice to see that school. And then um, we went back home and then just kind of hung out. And then the next day, her and her husband had to go to work. So I kind of sat around the house all day figuring out my route, figuring out, you know, where I was going to be sleeping and everything. And then... uh, My cart finally came by like five o'clock, so I went back to Philip and Donna's house, put the cart together, and it was red. It wasn't yellow. It's called Honeybee, and they give me a honeybee in the color of red, not yellow, so that was upsetting. Hmm. (laughs) And I'll be completely honest, I had like a Wilson, uh, you know, Tom Hanks and Castaway, like, I got really emotional, and I like was really angry at the new cart. I'm like, this damn expensive cart doesn't even have shocks, and like, it's missing this, and this cart's better than that cart, and, like, having, like, this emotional breakdown in front of a man I've known for, like, two days, you know, and I'm, like, getting, and he, he had, like, Philip had helped me so much on, like, ordering the new cart, but I don't know, like, that the cart is an extension of myself, like, whenever I take a picture of it, it's, like, you know, it's, like, taking a picture of myself, and it's what carries all of my lifeline, you know? Yep. So I got all emotional. I even called Tim and I was like crying, laughing kind of like, I don't know. You've probably seen me do that before. Just like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, why am I having an emotional breakdown about a car? And he's like, that's been your best friend. I was like, I know this is insane. I'm like, so anyway, so we put together the new cart. The next day, Philip drops me off um, just outside Decatur. And I get about five miles in, and I get a flat tire on my brand-new, really expensive cart. Jeez, yeah. So losing the cart that I had just had, (laughs) and then having a flat tire on this much five times more expensive cart, uh, literally five miles into the next day, I was pissed. I was so pissed. I was like, I give up. Like, this is ridiculous. I can't. This is stupid. And then I take out the tube. I'm like, these are the same crappy tubes that were on the, like, these are the same tire and um, tube that was on the other cart that cost, you know, five times less than this. Mm-hmm. So I changed the tire or I changed the tube. And I'm like, all right, got to suck it up. I got another 10 or 11 miles to go to the next campground. So the tire worked and I got to the next campground. So when I get to the campground, there's, like, all these, like, RVs and everything everywhere. It's definitely, like, a a year-round campground. It's right on the Tennessee River. So I um, 
I get there, I've got my cart, and I don't know where, like, the office is, so I call the phone number on the website, and this guy, he's like, all right, um, yep, just come around the corner, oh, I can see you, I was like, yeah, I'm pushing a cart, and he's like, okay, I see you, and then he's like, where are you headed with that thing, you know, I was like, California, he's like, on foot, I said, yep, he's like, oh, my goodness, so we talked for, like, two minutes, and I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to be here two nights. You know, there's a lot of rain coming. and I'm like, a lot. Like, thunderstorms all day. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. He's like, you're not paying to stay here, by the way. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you're not paying. I was like, but I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've started to, to learn to be, like, accepting of people being really generous. Because um, things do get expensive every month when all my bills come out of my account, you know? Sure, I imagine so. So if somebody wants to give me, like, a tiny, the tiniest space, which is my one-person tent, you know, uh, for free, I'll take it. <laughs> then I was like, he's like, oh, yeah, like, it's, it is really going to rain. And then he's like, oh, I just bought that RV over there that's got the deck on it, and there's, like, a giant carport over it. He's like, you can put your tent right up there on the, te- right on the deck. He's like, does that work? I was like, oh, my God, that's perfect. Uh, it's completely out of the rain. Like, this couldn't have worked out any better. So I set up set up my tent and I go to bed and then the next day it was pouring out like I wake up to thunder lightning and just so much rain so I kind of just hung out there was a table on the deck so I kind of hung out did some work on my computer and just like watched and listened to the rain like hitting the Tennessee River just me and there was nobody else really around because I'm pretty sure most people come down there in the summer to stay so it was very quiet. And then Wayne, the owner of the Fisherman's Resort, comes back over and he's like, hey, how's everything going? Are you staying dry? I just want to check on you. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm doing fantastic. Like, I'm just sitting here getting a little work done. And he's like, well, here, this is for dinner tonight, like complimentary dinner. Uh, my restaurant's right over there. Just go over that little bridge and it's right there. And he's like, you got to try the frog legs. I was like, okay never had a frog leg maybe i'll try that (laughs) yeah and then he sent over his manager who manages the whole property to come talk to me so the manager gary came over and he's talking to me about all his travels him and his wife um you know get in an rv and they travel all over the country so he's like oh when you get to new mexico you're gonna stop here and he's like we're looking at the map and like He's showing me all these places and telling me all these places I got to go. And he gave me a website for like free campsites and stuff. So, you know, another traveler from one traveler to another, uh, you know, helping each other out. So then I decided to go to dinner at the restaurant and they knew I was coming. Like the whole staff was like, oh, you're the walker. Okay. You know, I was like, yeah, that's me. They're like, you can have anything you want. And I was like, well, I, I'm kind of nervous because, like, I don't know if I'm going to like frog legs, but, like, I'm in Alabama, and I feel like I should try them. Yeah. So I tried them, and they, they taste like chicken. Everybody asked, you know, everyone on Facebook, they taste like chicken with a hint of frog, though. <laughs> okay. It, and I, I don't know, like, if you've ever, I used to play with frogs as a kid and, like, keep them as pets, and I don't know. Maybe it was, like, a smell that, like, reminded me of, like, having a pet frog. And it, like, tasted like that smell. I know what that sounds bizarre, but, yeah, there was a taste of amphibian going on. And so that was enough for me, <laughs> was my sample. And then I had a big piece of steak. And I had my first hush puppies. 
So those were good too. <laughs> oh, hush puppies are great. Yeah, I'd never had a hush puppy before. And the girl was like, she kind of looked at me like I had, you know, 15 heads. Like, you never had a hush puppy? You never had a frog like or a hush puppy? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they were all so nice. Like, nobody looked at me like I was a weirdo. And they even, like, let me charge some stuff up because I couldn't charge anything at the campsite just because, like, there's so much rain. I didn't want to, like, fry anything, you know? Sure, yeah. But I'll be honest, like, it was actually really nice kind of being in my tent and alone and away from people for for those two nights because like there's something really fun about like once my tent's all set up and like my air mattress gets all blown up and I like hop in my tent I feel like a kid who just built like a blanket fort you know like in the basement of the house mm-hmm. you know with your flashlights and everything like I genuinely feel like a seven-year-old who just made like a really awesome blanket fort or something sure <laughs> and uh and yeah, like I, I, I mean, I was still near people, so like I wasn't scared of any creatures or humans. I felt very safe. So yeah, and I would think that, like you know, in the middle of a rainstorm, as long as you've got shelter, that's kind of a, I don't know, that can be a weird comfort too, in a way. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I don't know. It was awesome. I mean. I actually took a, I was, I woke up because the rain was hitting so hard and I'm under a carport. So it's like metal roof and the sound was so pretty. I like actually recorded the sound of um, just the rain because it was so like beautiful and peaceful. And I just kind of soaked up the whole moment of just kind of like cool. And then like I, uh, the night before that, even, I had watched some deer at sunset, like, you know, on the other side of the riverbank, like, eating dinner. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to ask you one other question about the food situation. Yes. You posted a picture of the frog's legs, and then there's some reference to crystal sauce. Uh, that's what they put on sauce. That's what they put on the frog legs. I asked the server, I was like, is there, like, a sauce? Or And she's like, oh, we use the crystal sauce. Yeah, you just pour a bunch of that on there. And so I did that. Is that like a Tabasco thing or is it? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, all, yeah, it's more like Tabasco okay. than like Sriracha. I would definitely compare it to Tabasco. I don't know. I, I was just muddling through the frog legs, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, it sounds a little more hot sauce. That tastes a little too much like frog. <laughs> um, oh, and then I had ice cream, too. I ate like a king because I had all I had. I walked 16 miles the day before, mm-hmm. and all I had was like some ramen noodles and like probably two granola bars all day so i was pretty pretty hungry (laughs) so i ate pretty well and it was all on on uh wayne and at fisherman's resort highly recommend it and the food was really good everything was like really good and that was in town creek so anyway so the next day after the torrential rainstorm i gathered up all my stuff and got back on the road and made it to the famous Muscle Shoals. Yeah. Have you seen the documentary? I did, yeah. That documentary is great. What is it about Muscle Shoals? It's just a little village on the Alabama border. Why does that music come out of there? At different points in time on this planet, there are certain places where there is a field of energy. sitting in that studio, you just find the groove. 
doesn't happen very often. It's usually somebody like Rick Hall with the drive and, and the foresight to do it. I wanted to be special. Okay, so the girl that I'm staying with, her and her boyfriend, I found her on couch surfing. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it seems like anybody who's like cool and awesome in Florence happens to be on couch surfing because I put out you know, the little memo like, hey, I'm coming through this area looking for someone to take me in kind of thing. And she got right back to me and was like, I'd love to take you in. And I'm a photographer and I, and I own like a Southern Trash vintage clothing company. So she's like, I kind of work for myself, so I'm pretty available to pick you up. And I was like, awesome. I was like, I'm going to be walking to Fame Records, you know. And she's like, you got to watch the documentary. So on my way the day before to Fisherman's Resort, I actually watch slash listen to it as I was walking for the 15 miles. I began to tell him of this great new deal we'd made with Capital. One of the guys stopped me and said, we've already made a deal with Jerry. We'll be leaving here. It was war. Which was really good because, you know, I was on my way to Fame Records where it all started, or Fame Recording Studio. So I get to Muscle Shoals and I get to Fame Recording Studio and I next. I don't know, I expected it to be, like, not surrounded by, like, a CVS and, like, an AutoZone. And, like, then I guess when CVS went in, they, like, tried to buy the the studio from them so they could, like, have a parking lot there. They're like, I don't think so. Anyway, so I pull up to Fame, and I have my little cart. And, like, I walk up to the door, and I was like, hi, I'm here for a tour. They're like, oh, the tour doesn't start for an hour and 15 minutes. And I was like, Okay, uh, all right. I guess I'll go to that bar across the street at Logan's or whatever, and uh, or Ruby Tuesdays, and I'll, I'll come back in an hour and fifteen minutes. So like, okay, bye. And so as I'm leaving, the manager comes out to like smoke a cigarette, and he sees my cart, and he's like, he's just kind of looking at me, and I was like, yeah, I'm a really fancy homeless person, basically. <laughs> like, I travel in style. And he's like, what? And so then I told him, you know, like, I, I walked all the way from South Carolina just to come see you guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I guess I have to come back in an hour, so I'll come back in an hour and do the tour. So I go across the street. I have a couple drinks. They, I had uh, fried pickles, and then somebody saw my cart and saw me go out to it. I was like, you know, what's going on? So I told them, and then they, like, comped my food and everything there. Uh, and then we're like, oh, and one guy's like, will you sign your card for me? I was like, I that's not going to get you anywhere, but yeah, I'll sign it. Whatever. Sure. I'll sign it for you. But like, it's really not going to do anything for you, get you anywhere in life, but sure. Um, he was really funny. So anyway, so then I go back over to fame and I take a tour. I mean, it's, it's not anything big. It's literally like a couple of studios that they show you, but I mean, it's where the almond brothers, you know, were made. It's where, um, Alicia Keys has played, Aretha Franklin, like, you name it. Like, all these amazing, you know, rock and roll and just amazing history happened, you know? So, like, when you're standing there and you're looking at the instruments that, like, these famous songs have been recorded on, it's really, you just kind of soak it all in and, like, all right, (laughs) very cool. So, after the tour, Millie had planned to pick me up there because it was, like, after sunset at that point. And so... I was talking to all the guys who kind of run the studio after and gave them my card and everything. And then I left and then I went out to dinner. 
at this place called called Odette, which is uh, a restaurant that the woman who did the interview with me in Huntsville recommended I go to. So when I got there, they had already heard of who I was too. So it's like <laughs> we're traveling about me before I get there. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. So anyway, so we had a couple drinks there, had dinner, and then came back home. And then the next day we just were the biggest tourists. So yesterday we were just tourists all day. Like <laughs> we went to, so we went to sound, uh, Muscle Shoals sound studios for the tour there, which is where like Leonard Skinner really, that was his studio where, you know, he recorded Freebird and it's where the Rolling Stones did like wild horses. And we got to like sit at the piano and, you know, play a little ditty where he recorded Freebird. So mm-hmm. kind of, kind of awesome as well. And then John, the manager from fame had sent me a message on Facebook, like, Hey, you know, if you want to bring your friends over and like have them take a tour, I think he felt bad about <laughs> that. They sent me away the first time. Cause even the owner, uh, Rodney Hall, he is, Rick Hall's son. So if you watch the documentary, Rick Hall's son pretty much runs the studio now. So he's like, she walked over from South Carolina and you guys didn't bend the rules, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so me, Millie, and Austin went back over to fame and they, in Austin plays, uh, plays the guitar in a band called, um, West is home. And they've done a lot of touring and everything. So he really wanted to see the place though. So they've lived here forever, and I got the in to get them in there. <laughs> you know? Nice. And they had just been doing interviews. Uh, they're setting up interviews um, for Grammy, like, because of the Grammys. They're going to do a piece about um, Fame Recording Studio and all of the um, the musicians from the Fame Recording Studio. Mm-hmm. And so they were setting up the set that they were going to be interviewing everybody at while we were standing there. So... That was kind of cool, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when we watched those bits in the Grammys, it was like, oh, okay, good. They left the harp. Yeah, they left that, that, you know, they set it up just the way, and they moved the piano there. Yep, still looks the same kind of thing. <laughs> but, um, so we hung out at Fame, and then they're like, oh, there's all these other cool places that we can go. And we kept looking online. It was, like, closed, closes at 4, and it was, like, 3.50. And then... Austin wanted to go to this guitar shop, this really cool guitar shop in like the next town over. And he's like, well, that's open till six. So let's go there. And as we're like almost there, I'm like, Helen Keller's house is two blocks from here. She's like, oh my God, it closes in three minutes. Let's go. So we go running in and the woman was like, oh, you know, like they just kind of did the last tour. And Millie's like, oh, Lindsay just walked here all the way from South Carolina. She's like, you, you guys just help yourselves and just walk around and here's the pamphlet. So she didn't charge any of us and just let us kind of walk around. Like, we didn't get the tour, but you, pretty much with the pamphlet, you had the tour. So we didn't really need to worry about it. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. I mean, I've seen the movie, hmm. you know, about Helen Keller. So it was kind of it was kind of cool. I was like, oh, all right. I remember all this stuff from the movie. And she was a pretty fascinating, brilliant woman. Yeah, to talk about, like, her, you know, when she was an adult, things that she did and... Because I know that she was kind of an activist. Oh yeah, I mean, and I mean, I guess apparently with like she was very tied into like the Lions Club, and the, I think the coolest story was that she would have tantrums, so her teacher wanted to get her away from 
like her parents, because when she was around her parents, that's when she would throw fit. Mm. So they built a house next to the actual house that was for the teacher and Helen Keller so that they could have their own personal space. But they would drive her around town, like in circles for like an hour to make her think she was like getting out of the city and like going somewhere else to meet her. Mm. Not just, and she was like 10 steps from the house, but yeah, she was, blind and deaf so they could get away with tricking their daughter like that but (laughs) they did and it worked out though and then um her teacher was able to you know really make headway and she's just a brilliant woman who finally was able to communicate and that changed her life you know so then there's this one like bar in town that seems to be where just the only bar that anybody goes to there's like these two Odette, the place we've gone there before. And then this other place, Wildwood Tavern. And when they mentioned it, I was like, Oh, I said, you know, when I put out that I was doing this on couch surfing, the guy who owns Wildwood told me like he offered to take me in. And he then told me, um, to stop by the, the tavern, even if I, you know, wasn't staying with him. So they're like, Oh, okay, cool. Let's go there. We always go there, and so we go there, and then right at the end of the night, I, like, see this guy who looks familiar from his profile picture, and I was like, are you Tyler? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm Lindsay. Now, Tyler has um, biked all the way from, like, Seattle to Florida Keys. He's done the Appalachian Trail, and he's going to do the Pacific Crest Trail. Wow. So he's much cooler than me. He's, <laughs> and, he, and he owns, like, two bars, and, like, and the one that I was at is literally, like, the, the hippest bar in town. That's where everybody is at. So I start talking to Tyler, the guy who's much more fascinating than me, because and he like owns two bars and is like very successful. So he has time to do all of those things. And yeah, so he's looking at me. And he's like, "You don't look dirty enough for what you're doing." I was like, "Well, I consider my journey the princess version." Okay, I was like, "What? Well, I have like five pairs of underwear and three pairs of socks that I wear, and I have three pant- pairs of pants and three shirts." He's like how the hell do you have all that? That's, I can't believe you. There's no way. I was like, well, I'm pushing a cart. He's like, I'm pushing a cart. This isn't a pack. I was like, listen, you can do your hiking stuff your way, but this is walking across the country. And this is how every other person recommends to do it. So when I do the Appalachian trail in a year or two, we can, we can talk about what goes in my pack. (laughs) And he's like, (laughs) I was like, I just sent a box of stuff home, you know? So he's just kind of, laughing and he's like you don't smell bad I was like, well i took a shower today you know like i'm like i'm with people who have laundry like i'm not you know a complete hobo so uh it was just kind of funny like him giving me a really hard time and then oh and then i said come on i put my nicest sweatshirt on for you guys i was like but these pants are pretty filthy i'm like i've worn these pants for a good four days and i was like but uh yeah no i put it he's like wait your best sweatshirt do you have two sweatshirts i was like yes i have two sweatshirts (laughs) i don't really want to talk about it i know i need to send one home trust me i know so uh that will be happening i do need to get rid of one of my it takes up too much space i have a lot of stuff i don't i feel like i need it but i think it's like more of a safety blank safety sweatshirt versus a need yeah it's gotta be uh you know it seems like it's it takes up space (laughs) <laughs> and then pushing it for, you know, yeah, I know. 3,000 miles. I know. I know, but sometimes I'm cold. Yeah, no. And I sometimes know. I sweat, and sometimes I'll sweat through an entire sweatshirt, but, like, I still need the sweatshirt. I don't know. Yeah. I know. 
No, I, we'll uh, get there. I know. I'm gonna send one home with Dick and Chris when they come visit me. So, and they'll be here Thursday. So. Oh, great. So, anyways, uh, so then today we went to the um, Frank Frank Lloyd Wright um, house, the Rosenbaum house here in Florence too, because that's here. Mm. So that was kind of cool. We did one little touristy thing because it was pouring rain today. So they've had some bad rain here the last this week, you know. So I was lucky enough to have wonderful people and be in a really cool town to kind of, you know, wait it out and then. So you're going to be in Mississippi like really soon. Tuesday. Jeez. Tuesday. Yeah. So tomorrow I have a 16 mile day plan, and then I mean the next day I have an 18 mile day plan. But there is absolutely nothing between here and. And like a good for another like fifty miles, forty miles almost, like nothing. You would think that it would stop surprising <laughs> me. Like, oh wow, another state! But every time, I was like, geez. Yeah, no, I get I I get excited every. So yeah, I looked at the map today, and I was like, ah, oh, sweet. I was like, I'm gonna be in I'm gonna be in Mississippi. I'm gonna be in a new state on Tuesday, you know. And then I'm only in Mississippi for a little bit, and then Chris and Dick are coming down. Um, on, like I said, on Thursday, so I'll probably be in Corinth, Mississippi at that point, which is an actual town. Yeah. And so we're going to spend the night. They're going to drive and meet me. And then they actually, because of because uh, I had so much fun in Florence, they're going to let me go walk for a day, and they're going to come to Muscle Shoals, and they're going to tour the oh. studios. Yeah. And so I told the manager, I was like, hey, by the way, my mom's going to be there like Friday. He's like, we'll roll out the red carpet. So they're going to leave me walking in Mississippi, and they're going to go back to Muscle Shoals, where I just was, and uh, and go do the tours I just did. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. And then they're going to just safely get me through uh, the Memphis. So they're, I think they're going to be here for like six or seven days. And Memphis is just the... Like, basically, everyone who I've talked to is like, you know, it's scary pumping gas. It's scary going to some stoplights. And, you know, I've read the statistics and everything, and I was like, you know, I'm not on this trip to die. And if my mother wants to to, to safely guide me through the city and uh, do a bunch of touristy things and to also get my miles in, but also make sure that I'm safe and get me across the river safely, uh, I'm okay with not dying on the trip. You know, this is, this trip is about the journey. It's not about, uh, and I keep track of how many miles I do. So no matter what, I'll still be doing, you know, about 2,700 miles. Uh, and I've decided to get a tattoo of that on my ass by the end of the journey too. However many miles I, I've, I've made a decision that I was like, if I ever get a tattoo and there's this really cool artist in, um, that I met at Low Mill who who does maps, like he designs maps, like real maps, fake maps, whatever. And I want him to do like where I went mm-hmm. and then put the mileage underneath. So it'll just be a little tattoo, but it'll be that. That's if I ever get a tattoo, that's what it's going to be. Or, or I think I'm going to. Anyways, <laughs> side note. Uh, yeah, mom, if you're listening, <laughs> I was supposed to just come home with it. I wasn't supposed to tell anybody about it first. <laughs> I can cut it out if you want. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, leave it in. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I'll be in Arkansas. So literally, I'm only in Tennessee to go to Memphis. Right. So when I leave here, I basically head north and go west following the border of Tennessee. Then I'll be in Memphis. 
And then I'll be in Arkansas right after I'm in Memphis. Yeah, land of my birth. Oh, you were born in Arkansas. I mean, I knew Dick lived there. I didn't know you were born in Arkansas. Yep. So Charlotte, too. No, Char was born in Illinois, in Chicago. Oh, all right. So you were born in Arkansas. Interesting. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Uh, just, I've, been, I've had a good time here with um, the couple that I'm staying with, Austin and Millie. Just, they're really like really really like caring people and Millie is just as outgoing as me if not more like she talks to everybody uh oh and even when we were at the bar uh Wildwood um Rick Hall's son Rodney Hall he didn't really talk to us when we were at the studio he was just working so he kind of comes up to us at the bar and he's like so I mean I didn't ask you at the studio and I don't want to pry but like so you're walking across the country so he, me and him actually, and Austin and Millie, we were hanging out with Rick Hall's son for like an hour talking about all the amazing artists that he gets to work with. And I was like, I hope you never forget how lucky you are that you have this job. He's like, trust me, I don't. I was like, all right, good. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool talking to a guy who grew up around all the greatest artists. Yeah, yeah. And Austin's there like you know, this budding musician, like, hey, by the way, this is the name of my band. Stand tall and find yourself, or hold your breath, be like the rest, skip routine and keep mundane, and there's no shame. But yeah, I was like getting out of the shower and I heard him singing, I'm like, oh my God, you sound awesome, you should play on, you should play on the podcast so people can hear you, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and just because I really, really like, like Millie and Austin, they're just, kind caring wonderful millennials and i'm so glad that they're the generation behind me excellent you know what i mean mm-hmm. i was like it's up to you guys to change the world so no pressure <laughs> <laughs> it's up to all of us but i'm like you guys have the energy to do it <laughs> now's the time all right <laughs> but did you have any other questions i did uh yeah i wanted to ask you about a couple things um okay Oh, well, I don't know if we actually want to talk this about this, but maybe I will cut it out. Okay. <laughs> but I saw that you posted a thing on Facebook, and then I think you deleted it. No, I, I, took, I hit it from my timeline because I was just sick of, like, people arguing, basically. Like, I, you know, this, I think we fell asleep at the wheel with Obama a little bit because people got a little content. And I think it's good now that we're all awake and aware, and it's not okay. Racism isn't okay. Uh, sexism isn't okay. Hate and and bullying is not okay. And 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 then just whining all the time when you're about to be the, when you're the president of the United States is really not okay. And just shut up and do your job and like uh, make all those Republicans proud and like prove me wrong. I'm begging you. You know, but like day one, no, absolutely not. You're proving me right. And I, I, I'm i sad that I'm right. Mm-hmm. But, on, you know, I'm like, I never really post anything political. But I think I was like feeling all of the like the women, <laughs> you know, and I was like, yeah, like go pussy hats. And like, yes, women, I love all of my family members and all of my friends that are marching. Like, I'm so proud. And like, I wish I could have been there with you. And like, I'm just like, just so, and then I like, am reading some other asshole posts about like, you know, all these whiny bitchy women. And I was like, yeah, let's, 
okay, if you want to talk about someone who's whining, here you go. Yeah. This is all that's going to happen for the next four years. But then it, it just, I, I got tired of like listening to the same arguments that I hear every time I say anything. It's just like, I don't feel like listening to anybody going back and forth anymore. So I'm just going to get rid of that. I mean, it's like the last thing that you need to worry about. On, yeah, know, and, it's, and it wasn't anything I was worrying about. I just didn't like seeing it popping up in my timeline. Like, I, I don't want anybody's, you know, Trump views really like, I was like, why are people so mean? All right, next. Yeah, no, I've definitely been in situations where I've gotten like in, you know, gotten into something on Facebook and then like whenever a notification, you know, it says there's a new notification and then I just feel my neck tense up and I'm like, eh, I don't think I really need this. Yeah. And that, and that's what happened. I was like, oh, I'm sick of people actually responding. Cause I stopped responding like a day ago. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I posted it. I think I maybe like wrote a couple things for like an hour. And then I was like, these people aren't, neither one of us are going to hear the other person no matter what it, it's, it's two walls. And you want to talk about walls, those are the walls. They're gonna, not going to change my mind, but I'm not going to change their mind either. So it's like, this is, yeah, mm-hmm. you know? So it wasn't really related to the trip, per se. It was just- no, no, no. Like, I was so proud of, like, my mother and my sister and, like, my friend who went to D.C. with her mother and just, like, all of the women that I care about that are strong, wonderful women. Like, I was just so, like, envious that I wasn't marching that I think I was like, ah, I'm going to get political because like, and I just get mad when people are like, when women are like, like these women doing this. And it's like, they're standing up and they're not gonna, they're not gonna let someone control them. And that's a good thing. So screw you. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I was on the road yesterday, so I didn't end up going to anything. And yeah. Yeah. But it was like just seeing everything online. It was really great yes women i love you good work and let's all be better women and never ever talk poorly about another woman's body or anything like that <laughs> let's support each other yes <laughs> yeah that's uh yeah exactly um yes. so the other thing that i wanted to ask you about that it probably doesn't really belong in the episode is um that i saw that you and Tim are now in a relationship on Facebook. It's just finally Facebook official. <laughs> well, because I break up with him every week, so we just never made it Facebook official because he's like, she's going to break up with me on Facebook like every other week. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I, I thought we did it before I went on the trip because like I said something like, you know, I probably want it to say I'm in a relationship, like, when I'm on the trip, just... Oh, yeah, that's good thinking. As, like, kind of like a, hey, like, just, just putting it out there on social media, like, yeah, no, she's with somebody, so just, you know, that's that's just mm-hmm. there, like, so she's not interested. And so we had, I had talked about it, and he's like, yeah, you know, that's a good idea, kind of thing. But then I looked at my page yesterday, and I was like, oh, it does still say single, you know? And I, so I text, and, like, we didn't care before. Uh, it wasn't anything that it's, it's nobody's business, you know? And so he even texted me and he was like, well, I was thinking of putting it's complicated, uh, civil <laughs> union. He's like, but I decided to go with interrelationship. I'm like, yeah. And who knows what kind of a relationship? I mean, there's a relationship, but what kind it is is between the two of us, you know? Yeah. 
Well, you were already podcast official because we had that one episode. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's right. That's true. Um, so, yeah, it was really funny. Like, after, like, six years of being together and, like, living together for, like, five years is, like, seeing that seeing it on Facebook and like all of our friends who have known us are like, Oh my God, look at that. I see it got 51 <laughs> likes. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think they're all friends who have like known us since we started dating. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. They're like, it's about time guys. <laughs> like we've, you've lived together for five years now or something. Cause he's not very vocal on Facebook either. Right. You know? So I kind of had said to him, like somebody thought, like somebody else with my boyfriend just because he responded more on Facebook, you know? And I was like, Tim, like people I went to high, people think that like, you know, a friend I went to high school with or like the guys they were in Athens, Georgia are like my boyfriend and not you because you never post anything. So he started kind of like getting a little more vocal. And so then, yeah, so now it's Facebook official. <laughs> yeah. And like, I feel like you call him, a lot, right? Like you talk to him from home more than anyone else. Oh, once a day. Yeah. yeah. We talk every day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're very, we're very content in our, I mean, to, to leave somebody for eight months, you have to be pretty content in a relationship. And I mean, like I said, we still have fights and like, you know, there were days where I was like, you haven't called me and like, I'm in the middle of nowhere and I'm hormonal and rah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I, uh, and I hang up, you know, I, like I, you know, but I'm, I'm in a stressful situation and, you know, he can't put himself in my shoes and really truly understand what I'm, where I'm at. So it's hard for him to, you know, get that, that phone call is like the most, he gets it now. Cause I've like, you know, mm-hmm. broken up with him three times since, since the journey. So, you know, <laughs> um, but no, he, uh, yeah. So we talk, yeah, we, if we don't talk on the actual phone, we text each other every day and we always say, I love you and good night. Cause, cause you know, and it's me being on the road and I am in a dangerous situation. It, that's the most important thing, you know? And he was the first person I called when that guy, when I thought that guy was going to murder me, you know yeah, what I mean? I, I remember before I even called the cops, I called Tim. And so, you know, Without even thinking, that was just what my body did. Like, my hand was just like, Tim, I love you, goodbye, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and, and then just the one other thing I wanted to mention is that uh, Becca Sherm commented. Yes. It's always when something rough is going on or something, and I'll, I'll get an email, and I'm just like, you guys have no idea, strangers who I've never met, how uplifting um, their support is in it. And we've got them all over. We've got them in, like, Washington State. We've got them in Canada. We've got them in Massachusetts. She's in Massachusetts. Uh, Yeah, it seems like she's probably not that far from where you live. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, where are you from? (laughs) Somebody should be throwing me a welcome home party, Uh, you know. I think you could pretty much guarantee that. I wouldn't be worried about that. (laughs) I'm not worried about it, but I already invited her to it. Yeah, well, we'll talk um, about that eventually because I, I, I got some things I want to do for that. But, very uh, cool. But, very uh, cool. Yeah, so love the support. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and it was cool. Like, normally I think you get the private messages, but this was a public post, so. I Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, and I actually thought it was a private message, and then, like, the way I responded is the way I would have responded in a private message, and then I was like, oh, that was a public post? I thought that was in Messenger, and I was like, oh, okay, at least I didn't sound like a complete idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. 
yeah, so it was just cool for me to see that. Yeah, so I don't know. Is there, like, uh, any of the stuff that we talked about? Like, normally, uh, when I'm editing it, I'm a little bit, like, I feel like you're walking and you're encountering different people, and I don't want to put anything in that's going to get you in trouble necessarily. So I often kind of am a little cautious about political stuff. But uh, but on the other hand, I mean, you know, we live in the times we live in. So I don't know. Is there anything that you, any of that we talked about, like the Tim stuff or the politics stuff or things that you particularly want me to leave in or leave out? I really like my liberal art people and... I like my Republican friends and my conservative friends as well. And we just have differing opinions. And yeah. Donald Trump's still an asshole. Well, yeah, that, I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> Done. <laughs> hey, but you leave that part in because I do want my Republican friends to know. I still care about them and everything, even though we have differing opinions. And yeah. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty much an open book. I don't think I've ever really, even when I'm in, circles of people who have opposite opinions I, i'm still pretty pretty honest about my opinion yeah no i, I know <laughs> you know what i mean so uh-huh. yeah no and, and then i think people that are listening to the podcast i think when i stay with people they're actually more afraid to listen to that podcast they're like oh my god what's she gonna say about me so i think the people that i stay with don't listen to the podcast that are, have them in it like something i want to do i don't think i'm ready to do it right now but at some point i might put out a call for like if someone has met you along the way and has listens to the podcast and wants to t- talk to me about the experience. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And I could put that out as a special episode or something. I think that would be fun. That would be cool. Maybe I should just do that. You should. All right, yeah. So if anyone hears this <laughs> and uh, is interested in talking to me about meeting Lindsay along the way, uh, you can reach me, I guess, at podcast at jwgh.org or on Facebook. My name's Jacob Haller. J-W-G-H-A-L-L-E-R. Uh, yeah, on Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, and if and if you're my friend, you can easily find you, too, through my friend. Yeah, that's true as well. So, yeah, feel yeah. free to reach out if you're interested, and we can just have a quick phone, phone call, and I'll record it. Super easy. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything else that we should talk about? Uh, no, I'm going to talk to Austin, and uh, it'd be great, yeah, if we could put, like, at the end of the segment, like, like have Austin closing it out with a ditty. Yeah, that'd be great. Let's do that. Hold your 
I got a different definition of what life should mean to life. 